coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. A planet where robobots evolved from men? There's got to be an answer. It's dangerous to go alone. So the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. We're in week two of Kirby Month. Week two of Kirby Month. Loving every minute of it. You know, even before Mm -hmm. this uh, episode we started recording, you and I were just talking about Kirby. We were listening to Kirby music, sharing our favorite Kirby music. It's just infused our entire lives. It's I love it when we can do one of these months of shows where we can just sort of like turn all of our... Look, I had someone text me the other day saying, hey, are you playing um, Elden Ring? And I was like, what? No, (laughs) I'm playing Kirby. (laughs) I just like being able to commit everything just to the the one franchise. Um, It feels very... Uh, it's like holistically satisfying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, and the Kirby well is deep enough that we can drink from it for an entire month. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I don't really have anything else to add because it is so true. Uh, well, Mark, here's something we could add. Uh, the Sonic vs. Borrowing Program, would you like to participate in it? You can if you send us an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Here's what happens. Uh, your name goes on a list. When it's your turn, uh, I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, I send it to your address in the mail. Uh, there's a return envelope, and I pay for postage both ways. It's the perfect borrowing program. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game that gets snuck in there by mistake, by on purpose, by uh, act of uh, mischief. And then you can play that or not play it for as long as you want. There are no rules when it comes to the Sonic Forces borrowing program. It remains, as always, the perfect perfect program. program. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. Um, We say it twice a week. We mean it both times. We genuinely appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who has left us a review. Uh, If you leave us a review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it. And so we'll give you a shout-out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else or you share the show some other way, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. We would love to give you a shout out. Uh, Mark, is there anything else that you say twice a week that is true? I mean, oh boy. It's hard to think of things you say only twice a week, but you do predictably say twice a week. Yeah, just twice a week. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think this is it. This is the only one. This is the only one. This is the only one. Um, As, of course, everyone is, uh, at this point, well aware, it is Kirby Month. Today, we are discussing Planet Robobot. Um, But next week, we are going to be determining the top 10 Kirby sub-games, all those little mini-games. On the 24th, we are going to be playing weird Kirby games uh, in featuring uh, Kirby's Dream Course. So calm down, everyone who wanted us to play Kirby's Dream Course. We're gonna. Yeah, I really feel like it's, um, if you were looking at a movie poster that yeah. is weird Kirby games, it'd be all of them. And then at the very end, you know how like sometimes stars have like a special shout sure, out. Sure, yes. I think it would be like. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson as 
Exactly. Special agent Kirby's dream course. <laughs> Precisely. Yes. Um, uh, and, but I also just want to, I'm, look, I'm, I'm going to tip a little bit of my hand on the, the weird Kirby games. Uh, Kirby's Block Ball. <laughs> Patrick, at 8 a.m. on, yes. Sat, on yes. a Saturday morning, yes. text me, urgent! <laughs> and uh, followed by three sirens. Yeah, and yeah. then... I, these are the longest <laughs> seconds of my life. I'm like anticipating. I'm like, what, 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 what is the cause of this? Like, we will te- we will text each other early when like there's a uh, a Nintendo Direct announced or something. So I'm I'm just right, like right. on pins and needles. What am I about to bombard Mark with? Is it good news? Is it bad news? Whatever it is, it's big. The text. The third text <laughs> finally comes through. This Kirby game is great. You've got to pick it up. I stand by uh, every. Look, uh, I I said Kirby's Block Ball is excellent, and it's two ninety nine on the eShop. That's that's <laughs> what I texted you, um, and you responded. Uh, the few seconds between your first message and the follow up were the ultimate cliffhanger. To which I responded, all caps. Mark, I mean it. <laughs> it's a good game. We're going to talk about it in the weird uh, Kirby games week which again is uh, March 24th. And then on the 31st, we are going to be discussing the new Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, But Mark, in the meantime, we've got a little question uh, on Twitter. I don't don't have it up. Mark, if you could uh, pull up exactly what the question is, how the question is phrased. It's a perfect Kirby month question. uh, And I remember the gist of it, but I want to make sure that we get it all right. It comes from uh, OmniJake who asks, question, since it is Kirby month, what's your favorite copy ability? Mine's staff. Ooh, thank you, OmniJake, for uh, for the question. It's a great question. Uh, I got to say not staff for me, just right off the bat, not the staff. Um, Mark, what are your go-tos or what, what, what do you think your favorite is? So... My favorite is Hammer. I really like Hammer. I think there is something very satisfying about swinging the hammer, yep. about hitting things with a hammer. There's like a good amount of connection yes. that happens that for whatever reason, like the visual of Kirby hitting something, it just feels satisfying. It does feel satisfying. And I think it's like a, I don't know how Kirby copy abilities are balanced, right? Like, do you yeah, think they're me all neither. like... In some way, equal or no? Because I think, think some of them deal more damage. Some I mean, of them are just bad. Some of them are just bad. Like sleep is just bad, right? But hammer that hammer. feels powerful. Hammer always good. It's got no range. It's got no. It's range. got no range. Um, but look, there. Uh, there's also I love stealing the hammer from that hammer guy. Yes. Um, that's so satisfying. Hammer was my my first thought of like it's it's my favorite ability. But because you picked it, I'm gonna pick a different one that uh I. I'm sh- sure it must be in other uh, Kirby games, but I became most familiar with it in uh, Planet Robobot here, um, is the ESP ability, um, where you make like a ball of energy, like just float around and you can control it. Uh, and uh, you can either do that or teleport yourself in a very like uh, um, Ness in uh, S- Super Smash Brothers kind of way. Um, it's just very, uh, I-, I-, I, liked- I liked that ability a lot. 
Uh, all right. Uh, well, let so thank you, Omni Jake. Thank you for uh, giving us your favorite copyability staff. I think you're wrong, but it's good uh, to have your own opinions. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm sorry. Mark was giving me a look like I shouldn't tell. <laughs> well, he can't, we can't. We can't say that he's wrong, right? Because it's his. It's his it's opinion. Their favorite. Right, right. 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 Yeah. We're not. Yeah. He didn't ask what the best was. That's that, and that's a great point. Um, I just. Uh, I, I just don't uh, care for it personally. I, I like The Rock, even though I know it to be like kind of a, it has limited uh, functionality. I just like flying over uh, enemies' heads and turning myself into a rock. Yeah, I like fun. rock as well. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into it. Let's discuss Kirby Planet Robobot. Kirby Planet Robobot, released on the 3DS in the year of our Lord. I'm looking it up, 2016. Um, so not even a particularly old uh, game here. We're not really reaching back into the sort of retro space uh, at this point. Uh, so 2016 with it, no, just before the Switch's lifespan. Yeah, just before the Switch came out. Patrick, what did you know about Planet Robobot before we played it? Had you played Planet Robobot? Uh, I had not. I had to uh, purchase it from the, you know, quickly departing uh, 3DS eShop. Um, and, uh, you know, my experience with Robobot before this, I think it actually be best summed up by a listener's email um, Alana wrote in with some great suggestions for Kirby games to play. Um, uh, and then when she got to uh, Kirby Planet Robobot, she writes, in all honesty, I haven't played this one. But from what I've seen of, of the... What I've seen of the Kirby fan base, it's one of the mo most beloved games in the series. It's still pretty pricey for a six-year-old 3DS game, but I'd love to hear your opinions nonetheless. Uh, Alana, you're right. This was a $40 game in the year 2022. Um... And it is good. Uh, I, I had a very good time playing this game. Yeah, I knew it uh, just only by reputation, have yeah. not played it, but was expecting good things and was not disappointed. I really enjoyed my time with Planet Robobot. Uh, yeah, as as did I. Um, so uh, how, how would you like to approach our discussion of this game? Uh, I, actually, first, I just want to say um, the beginning of this game starts... I realize the same way most Kirby games start, which is the land that Kirby Dreamland or wherever, a peaceful place, right? I think it's Planet Popstar. Sure. Um, Planet Popstar, uh, it's a, a chill. Everything's like green and happy uh, and something terrible happens and Kirby misses it because he's asleep. And then he spends the rest of the game like trying to fix the bad thing that happened. Uh, here's what I'm going to suggest to Kirby. Stop taking such long naps. <laughs> I So he could have prevented that, these that, things. I, I mean, I guess that is true because at the beginning of this game, Planet Popstar is basically destroyed because this enormous like robot with drill hands yes. like, attaches itself to the planet. And then Kirby just spends the rest of the game, like you're saying, you know, having to get this thing off of Planet Popstar. And your point is that if Kirby had just not fallen asleep, he could have been proactive instead of reactive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all all Kirby does is react, right? Like, that's that's what he does. Um, 
He doesn't take any uh, like proactive action to uh, either protect Planet Popstar or go out and attack these enemies uh, preemptively. So I'm not saying that's the most moral choice that he could make. I but. mean, basically, what we're uh, and maybe mm. I don't I don't know. We'll have to think about this. But if we wanted to follow this through, if we were keeping a month long tally of like pros and cons to Kirby being our life partner, this would probably be a con. Yes, because Kirby, and by the way, we should do this for every theme month. We should actually go back and retroactively. Uh, Good for yeah. Super Nintendo games. Yeah, and what what if Pit is your life partner? What if um, what if Mr. Game and Watch? Uh, we'll we'll do it. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, one of the downsides is that Kirby, uh, he will let you die, but then avenge your death. Yeah, I don't want to so, die, Mark. I don't want to die. Mixed bag. Um, one of the things that sets this game apart from uh, other Kirby games uh, is the inclusion of the Robobot armor suits that Kirby can inhabit. You just sort of encounter them in, in the levels. There's no way to like go into a level with the suit. And it really, um, it tells you when you're getting in one and when you're getting out of one. So it's really just like there are parts of the levels that are designed to be played a little bit differently. Um, but uh, how did you feel about the Robobot armor? Yeah, I mean, the Robobot armor, I felt like, was the perfect example of what this game is really good at, or what I really enjoyed about this game, is it uh, is very much in the formula of a classic Kirby game, mm -hmm. but it just makes small, like, changes to it, or introduces, like, a couple of fun ideas that sometimes I wish they'd those ideas were around longer. Sure. But nothing really outstays its welcome. It's like you're in the robot for a little bit, you're using it for its abilities, and then you're out of it. And you're doing right. like classic Kirby stuff. And it keeps the game feeling like new and interesting and that you're not doing the same thing for too long. Because this is overall not, this is not a very long game. No, I, I played it over the course of a weekend. And like most Kirby games, it's not particularly challenging. But there's so much variety in what's happening in the, uh, and the other thing that I th think is really good about this game is it takes a lot of the classic Kirby design and then gives it some weird, like, yeah. r everything is, like, cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, but, like, uh, a very clean cyberpunk, Yeah, a right? very silly yeah. cyberpunk. Like, there's, like, those little pink flying enemies that I would have never in a million years guessed were called Bronto Burt's. But they kind of look like Kirby's with wings a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in this, it's like those classic Kirby enemies crossed within uh, the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> those, like, uh, cyborg, like, augmented people. Yeah, the that, mods. The, yeah, yeah, that are, um, they ride, like, the hover bikes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a cross between the, the two. Like, these Bronto Burts in Planet Robobot have, like, an eye... Yeah, cyborg yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. They're 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 modified in some way. Mm -hmm. They they're all trick tripped out like they're in uh, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or whatever. And, yeah, and there's like yeah. the classic, you know, like what you'd expect. There's the that tr the tree boss that shows up in every Kirby game, right? But he's like a mech. Yeah, or it's uh, he's 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 also like a cyborg, right? Because there's like the top half of him appears like tree, and the bottom half is like roots and stuff. But like in the middle, he's he's a robot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, pretty terrifying. Just it's just really funny. Um, I one of the other uh, things that I really appreciate about the inclusion of the Robobot armor is that, uh, like you say, it is something new and something kind of old at the same time. In that it uses copy abilities um, 
in the same manner as Kirby does normally, but with radically different results. Yes. Um, so, for example, the the rock, which I mentioned earlier as one of my favorites, uh, even albeit like a sort of useless um, copy ability for Kirby, it takes on a whole different functionality when you copy it as the Robobot. Um, as the Robobot, it gets these like giant fists um, that can like punch through stuff that a normal Robobot wouldn't be able to. Um, and the same with like the sword, uh, you know, instead of having the sort of like variety of uh, sword techniques, he just has like one sort of like vertical swipe. Um, I just, I, I found that to be a really compelling uh, like, alteration on the transformations that the copy abilities afford regular Kirby. Yeah, I like that too. I also just was really delighted by the way that when you're in the Robobot suit, you scan abilities. Yeah. Like you don't inhale them. You like scan them like your RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, or, or like the T-1000, right? Yeah, yes. Um, uh, just getting all the information about them and then you know how to do whatever they were doing. Um, yeah, I... The the Robobot armor also, like, not transformed looks awesome. Uh, I, I love... Well, I mean, I guess it is a little bit transformed when Kirby gets in it. Because uh, when you encounter it just, like, out in the world, it's pretty gray, right? Like, it's it's set for, like, a bad guy to use it. But Kirby gets in it, and the whole thing goes, like, pink. Uh, and it's adorable. Uh, did you mess around with the stickers at all? No, not really. So, throughout the game, you... Uh, in each level, you know, if you're inhaling or blowing away or breaking down the blocks and all that kind of stuff. There are hidden stickers throughout the level. And then at the little mini game at the very end of every level, yeah, depending on how well you perform, you get more yeah. opportunities to get more rare stickers. But other than and, like, and sometimes you are unlocking st- or you're collecting stickers that you've already unlocked. Oh, got it. Um, so like not every sticker you collect is new. Gotcha. Yeah. So other than just like seeing at the end of a level, like which ones I collected, I didn't mess around with them. Uh, so then are you aware that you can put the stickers on the shoulders no! of, of the Robobot? Oh, man. This is this is what I get for you not gotta, like fully exploring it. You got to fully explore it. Oh, that's it's, wonderful. it's really cool. Um, I have uh, over 100 stickers at this point. Um, and uh, at, at first I was like, are these just for like Miiverse posts? Like I was thinking of the stamps in uh, various Wii U games. Uh, but no, they have functionality actually in this game, uh, which is so rad. Like you can put them on the shoulders like they're little insignias. And so you can pick like left side or right side. Oh, um, I love that. I currently have a, uh, a Prince Fluff from um, Kirby's Epic Yarn on the left shoulder and something else on the right shoulder that I can't remember. Um but yeah, it's just a fun little way to uh, customize like your actual experience as, as you're playing through the game. The part that always uh, delighted me it, when you're in the Robobot suit and you like open a door to walk out of it. So like the whole you turn around to face like the back, yeah, and you know lift it up. And then, like the way the Robobot strides through it, yeah. is really funny. It's it's got it's got like a confidence. It, there's <laughs> yeah. a swagger there. Uh-huh. Um, the Robobot also, uh, from time to time, has to uh, either use its uh, fist like a screwdriver to access, you know, the like. It's usually just to like get rid of a platform that is under Kirby. Um, occasionally, it's used for attacking purposes, like when you're dismantling robot enemies. Uh, there's robot like boss a boss enemies. fight. Yeah. yeah, there are a couple boss fights where you have to do it. Um, and then there's a, like a sort of cranking ability where um, it's usually you are uh, bringing objects from the foreground into the background. 
uh, or vice versa. Um, and like you engage with the thing and then you have to, I guess you're not, I, I'm making a gesture like you do it with the stylus, but you don't, you, it's all, uh, rotating on the thumb pad. Yeah. Which generally I played this game using the D pad. And so, oh, that's like, funny. I had to like switch it up when I was going to use the circle pad in order to like rotate. Cause you have to make that gesture. I don't think there's a way to do it with the D pad. Yeah. I, I, I believe you're right. I ended up playing most of this game with the, uh, the circle pad. Uh, pro, um, no, not pro. Circle pad pro is something different. The circle pad, um, uh, and and not not the D pad. Even though like with a platformer, that's usually my go to. This game did a good enough job, and this is sort of the uh, next unique point, and I think the thing that is uh, maybe the more impactful unique point about this game than the Robobot armor. Um, this game does a great job of convincing me that it's not a 2D game. Uh, that it is, in fact, in some capacity, a three-dimensional game because the 3D on this game, uh, spectacular, uh, especially just in the way that they, there's like a commitment to the multiple different like levels that you can uh, be running around on, foreground, background, um, and it feels very much in the same way that like, uh, the the newer Donkey Kong Country games do this, uh, but especially like Tropical Freeze does it. Um, uh, obviously, the I, I think of, um, I say obviously, but it's obvious only to me, the Wario Land game on Virtual Boy uh, does, does a lot of that. Uh, and I just think the 3D effect uh, feels so good. I played most of this game with 3D on. Me too, which is really rare for me. Normally I play with 3D off, but a lot of the levels... The level I, the like variety in location was really fun, mm -hmm. but they really use 3D well throughout the game and in like the level design. So not just, you know, Kirby bouncing from the foreground to the background, but also like in the second world, there's a level where Waddle Dees are like driving cars. I love this. <laughs> and like buses and trucks from the distance. I, I have so many questions. <laughs> are these Waddle Dees from Planet Robobot? Did Waddle Dees evolve in two, on two separate planets independently? Are they travelers originally from Planet Popstar who have settled on Planet Robobot or vice versa? Or are these uh, Waddle Dees that have assimilated to their like being invaded by the, the Robobot Corporation and they're just like, well, I don't know. I still have to get to work. <laughs> What's going on with these Waddle Dees? I, yeah, I, I, I think it might be the latter where it's like <laughs> the apocalypse is happening, but this Waddle Dees got to get to work. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you uh, describing the Waddle Dees in cars. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're just in cars and they are driving from the background to the foreground, but they stop at, you know, like uh, stoplights. Amazing. Which is, obviously, it's a Kirby game, so you can float over them if you want to, but uh, or you can time your runs depending on what the uh, stoplights are doing. Well, you it, don't even need to be too precious about it either. Uh, you don't have to like time it because the stoplight is so like clear. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know, you know exactly when you can uh, go. Completely. Yeah. And also when you're in like the robot suit, you can just smash those cars to <laughs> heck. Like you can just destroy them. <laughs> yeah, I I loved the overpowered nature of, uh, of, of, of the robobot armor where like, and no enemy can stand up to you when you're in that. It's just like, bam, gone. Um, but then also just like obstacles that you're able to demolish. There's a part in uh, one of the first couple levels where there is like a, there are giant beams that, well, for, there, there are kind of two parts here that I like. Uh, one is that there's um, 
there are waddle dees that are carrying like a spiky log that like crosses your path and if you don't have the the suit you just have to like fly over it or jump over it but in the robobot armor you can just smash the log in half and it's gone you don't have to deal with it um but the other time where there are these uh beams that sort of extend into the background um and there are those cannons on top of them in the background shooting at you and again if you have the uh, robobot armor, you can just smash the beam and the whole thing breaks and uh, the, the cannon plummets. But you have to be careful because there's also a treasure chest on one of those. So if you knock the beam down, you lose the treasure chest. Yeah. The the way kind of um, the game is structured is, you know, fairly standard Kirby stuff or really just like platformer stuff. There's like seven discrete worlds in each of those are six or seven levels and a boss fight at the end in each level you're trying to collect these three like glowing uh code cubes code cubes and in order to unlock the boss at the very end you have to have a certain number it's like five it's not that challenging there's yeah it's somewhere between five and seven depending on which world you're in three in each level so uh you can get through it without having to be much of a completionist. But if you are a completionist, there's like an extra level in each world that opens up uh, if you've collected all these cubes. Uh, question for you. Did you see all of those uh, special worlds? No, I didn't because I did not go back and try to collect every single of the cube. Yeah, I, I did in the first three worlds, maybe even the first four worlds i want to say uh but then there was one where like i couldn't find the the last cube and i was like as soon as i was there and i was like i don't really know how to do this then i was like well okay then you're not gonna then you're just not gonna get them all right yeah um and i found it uh wholly liberating to just be like no it's okay it's okay you don't need to see all of it um but those uh, the special worlds are fun um and we're always like a a little bit of a a ramp up in terms of like difficulty and complexity of the uh, sort of mechanics that were laid out in the normal levels in the game. And what I really liked about Planet Robobot is I felt like all the levels, most of the levels, had some sort of like puzzle element to it where it wasn't particularly challenging. I knew what I needed to do, but it was fun to like do the thing. Like there's multiple times when you're in like the robot suit that you have to carry this snow this wire like snowman head yes and you have to carry it through some sort of obstacle in order to and usually the obstacle has like a a hot surface on it. yeah yes and so if the the uh snowman head will fall apart will break basically if it'll melt it'll melt yeah, yeah it'll melt if you don't cool it off before you try to carry it through and the solution turned out to be fairly simple where it's just like oh yeah blast it with my ice ability and then it can withstand the heat that you're carrying it over. But just discovering that, like that sense of discovery is really fun. And there's lots of little moments in all of the levels where there's like, oh, okay, like I understand I have this ability. I need to do this. Right. Let How me do just I take make a moment and figure that. it out? And uh, that seemed unique to me among Kirby games. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, you know, like you said, uh, part of what makes. Um, these puzzles, albeit not uh, like difficult, um, part of what makes them appealing is that like the actual job of doing them is fun. Um, 
there is there's a, a type of puzzle in this game where you pick up a remote control and you are controlling like a little remote control Kirby that is either in the background if you're in the foreground or vice versa, right? Um, and you're just controlling both of them at the same time. When you walk forward, it walks forward. Um, and uh, so you have to like do these things to like, you know, so you're up against a barrier and you keep it walking forward so it can like hit buttons and like you can hit buttons to like let it go forward. It's just, it's it's so simple, um, but so satisfying and like just fun. There's another version of this where um, it's the exact same thing, uh, but it's the bomb ability with the Robobot armor uh, where you have to find the way to make the, the rope or the bombs that you deploy, which like kind of walk on walls until they like hit a, hit a surface and then they change direction. You have to make sure that there are like enough barriers in place so that it walks the right way to like trigger a button so that Kirby can progress. Yeah. It's, uh, such a satisfying mix of like simplicity, yeah. but j- just enough challenge to have it be fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's. Yeah, I, I I really really liked this uh, that that element of the game that again I don't think I really remember seeing in other Kirby games. Right, exactly. I feel the same way. I also another thing I really liked, and we talked about it a little bit with you know the uh, flying weird boss or not boss, but like character things where everything gets remixed yeah. for this uh, kind of tech aesthetic, and I thought that was true of the bosses as well, and so kind of like the. Uh, a lot of the fun in playing Planet Robobot is seeing the things that you expect in a Kirby game. And, you know, they definitely show up in Planet Robobot, but they have some sort of mix. Like there's a boss that's called uh, like the Hollow Defense API. Yeah. And in that, they are making these like holograms of classic Kirby bosses that you have to defeat, like the cloud with the spikes in the eye, you yep, know, like, yep, and yep. so it was, it was that fun amount of, Oh, I recognize that from other Kirby games, but it's changed up a little bit for that RoboBot aesthetic. Yeah. It's being served up to you in like a slightly different way. And that's like, that's also how we see um, the uh, uh, Meta Knight uh, is um, sort of reimagined here as Mecha Knight. So he's like a robot version of, uh, of Meta Knight. You have to fight him twice. Um, but then there's also the uh, King DDD clones, which are, um, they're like a, uh, this is the T-1000 for real. This is where I should have dropped the uh, Terminator reference, but it's like a liquid metal version of DDD. Um, and like eventually in the fight, he splits himself in three. Um, and like you are killing these uh, DDDs, but they like keep coming back. Um, and they're like shifting in and out of the foreground and background. It's really, really cool stuff. Can I tell you also that I thought this game was really beautiful, like mm-hmm. really pretty, especially in Access Arc, which is kind of like the the pentultimate world of the game. There's this like Rainbow Road, Rubik's Cube craziness kind of going on. Oh, yeah. And it's taking on, it, it's using the 3D to like, there's these like, laser cubes that are coming in from the back and i don't know it was just like it was really neat i just one of the things i really like about kirby games in general is that they tend to get very weird as they ramp up towards the end but this one i felt like while it did have some of that like it does get weird 
but it is weird throughout. Yeah, I, it feels uh, it feels more like a genuine ramp, right? That like it uh, it doesn't start not weird. It starts weird and gets sort of steadily weirder without with no real like spikes in like bizarreness. Which I think you know, jumping to the very end, in my head, I'm like, what if this is what how crazy the game is getting now? Like how unique and interesting the game is now. The ending of this game has just got to be mind blowing. Right, and it's really kind of not right. Yeah. Um, so the for as, as soon as you are like aware of the like shape or like a, a personage behind um, the threat uh, presented by this spaceship that has uh, conquered your planet, um, your first real sense is that um, it is Susie, uh, a robot-like creature who is working for President Haltman, um, who is the president of the Robobot Corporation. Yeah, it's like Haltman Works Company. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Susie, you you meet her a couple times, and she taunts you like every time, and then throws a boss enemy at you. That's how you meet uh, the uh, Mecha Knight and the DDD clones. Um, and but- she gives she gives like a little speech at the beginning of the first time you meet her, where it's like, you guys aren't using like the resources of your planet correctly, and so we're here yeah. to like yeah. Um, I guess well, this will be full on spoilers for the story of Planet Robobot, which frankly, I don't think, I don't think we, I didn't, I didn't need any of the dialogue in this game. Same. Um, she could have just been there like acting menacing and, and it would have been fine. Uh, especially it, it's especially confusing because there's like, uh, she's a like corporate espionage spy or something that she's trying to steal the Robobot. What is it? What What is the name of like the Robobot Matrix or like the AI that's actually in control of President oh, Haltman? I can't remember. Access Arc? Maybe. Uh, no, Access Arc is the... Well, I don't know. I mean, none, none of it matters. Access Arc is a vast mothership in the Kirby series that serves as the headquarters of the Haltman Works Company. So no, I am wrong. Uh, I think I mean, uh, Mark, I don't, I, I don't know what I mean, but there, there is a, uh, there is like a, an AI that is controlling, um, or at least that, uh, President Holtman is, uh, acting in service of that eventually like turns on him and like briefly possesses his body or something uh before then turning into a spaceship which kirby has to like fly into the sky and fight um by uh, basically he uh what he's been doing to the robobot armors he does to uh meta knight's ship um the halberd and then you just like fly into space on that thing and the game becomes for a brief shining moment a perfect star fox game <laughs> You can even do barrel rolls. Did, where, did you do any of those? No. You can, if you uh, tap uh, L, L, L and R, uh, L or R um, twice, he'll like barrel roll to the side. The game never tells you this, and you'll basically never use the trigger buttons uh, otherwise. So uh, you are forgiven for not knowing that you could do that. I do want to talk about just a small aspect of this game. Yes. That for the life of me, I could not master. And that is the end of level mini game where you, in a lot of Kirby games, you know, you are trying to, you jump into a cannon and you're shot from left to right. And there's a gauge that is, you know, filling up at rapid speed. And so you're trying to press the A button at the right moments. So you're at full strength and then you like blast to the end of it. 
this in Kirby Planet Robobot, it's very similar, except it's in like three dimensions. So yes. you're blasting like into the background instead of uh, left to right. I, for the life of me, could not master this. Uh, I did a pretty good. I got I got pretty good at uh, getting to the the first uh, the the furthest away uh, cloud, but it is the thing that I don't like about it is most of these. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. Most of these games, uh, like they go up to the top of the meter and then come back down. But this, like, it fills the meter and then starts back over at the beginning. So if you are a split second late in trying to get like the highest you get nothing yeah and that happened to me all the time yeah um i just started like aiming for earlier and then i would get either to the the furthest cloud or the the second furthest and get some uh, extra stickers and stuff um but yeah i mostly i don't know why those are in any kirby game why are they there <laughs> i mean i guess i don't even i'm not even sure how to begin answering that question because we're talking about, like, why do Kirby games exist? Oh, boy. <laughs> why do any game ex- Why does any game exist? It's just, like, it. it it's a reward. And mind you, it's all, like, cosmetic rewards, right? Right. Well, it's, it's I guess it's partially the, the stickers and partially you're, you're awarded um, stars. And if you get 100 stars, then you get an extra life, um, which you don't really need. Why are there lives in this game? It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, but uh, in any uh, event, um, oh, yeah, like it just has nothing to do with the way you're playing the rest of the game. Um, so it's kind of like, well, why Why is this like a factor here? I don't, I don't mind it. I feel like Kirby games are such a grab bag anyways. Yeah. That, and also, I guess it's just such a staple in the series at this point that I kind of expect there to be some sort of after-level minigame. Um, speaking of like different game modes within the game... Uh, and before we move on to the like sort of sub games within this, um, there are also points where uh, this it becomes uh, d- depending on the Robobot uh, transformation, um, the wheel and jet um, like functionally change the way that you're like interacting with that stage. Uh, when you get the wheel um, in the Robobot armor, it becomes like a it's like a motorcycle kind of thing. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's, it's not wholly different in the same way, uh, that it is with the jet transformation, but it's just, it's more based on, uh, you know, like ramps and like how you, what speed you're going at as you're, um, like approaching jumps and stuff. But the jet turns the game into like a side scrolling shoot 'em up. Uh, and those are delightful. They I, are. Yeah. I loved every time we had to do that. Me too. And it reminded me in, uh, Kirby Superstar in the Milky Way Galaxy sub like sub game in that I can't remember exactly what it's called, but there are elements of that as well. And so th- that's why I I don't know for Planet Robobot more than like Star Allies or uh, other Kirby games, the kind of like recognition of Kirby history in it yeah. like hit me in the right way. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this is fun. It feels. And maybe it wasn't intended this way, but it felt like a nod to Kirby's Superstar without... Um, uh, without just, like, retreading that Yeah, territory. exactly. Yeah. It was like, oh, uh, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's fun. That that sense of recognition I thought was really rewarding in yeah. Planet Robobot. Um, there, there are some fun, uh, like, transformation moments like that in Kirby's Epic Yarn uh, that I, I like a lot, too. There are, like, 
uh, you know, like spaceship levels where Kirby turns into a little UFO and he's got like a tractor beam, uh, but also ones where he like becomes a plane and it's very much the same sort of thing. Um, I, I, why, why isn't there just like a Kirby? Why isn't there just a full game where he's doing like the side scrolling, like shoot him up kind of thing? Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. And by bring it back, I mean... I mean, do it. <laughs> uh, I, I loved the music in this game. Yes. One of the things about Kirby Month just in general is it has reminded me how much good music is in Kirby games. And it is so distinctly Kirby. And, and I feel like Planet Robobot is just another great entry in amazing Kirby music, both remixing existing Kirby music and yep. then new music that's specific to the game. Yeah, um, there I was trying to find it um, before we started rolling, and I simply could not. But there was definitely a game or a uh, a uh, piece of music in this game that had the same like syncopation and like sort of like bombastic joy of uh, the uh, Mambo from. Um, Mambo number five. No, from no, way earlier than number five. Uh, from West Side Story, that bum 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 mambo. Um, that was just like yes, yes, yes. Uh, I just wanted more and more of it. Uh, yeah. What uh, the the music is great in the casino uh, areas. It's great in the like end game areas. Um, all yeah. feels like yeah. Go. So well, I was just gonna say. Uh, the casino area specifically want to call out because the music is great. The levels, for whatever reason, are super fun. Yes. Like, the, you only see a casino level, I think, like two times in the game. And uh, they were definitely showing restraint because if they had thrown, like, way more of those in there, I would have been so I would have accepted, yes. Yeah. There are parts in those casino levels where you are on a billiard table, like a giant uh, pool table, right? Um, and there are uh, pool balls just, like you see them be like broken, right? That like, that they're in like the formation and then they, and they start coming at you. Um, and if you're a regular Kirby, you got to really avoid them. Um, and they can, you know, depending on where you are uh, in the foreground or background, like that's where you have to avoid them. Uh, but if you are in the Robobot armor, you can just smash them. <laughs> yeah. It's such an, another like smart, but simple and effective use of the 3d. Yeah. this game really really delightful mark did you mess around at all with any of the sub games i didn't so i tried there's two that really stood out there's kirby 3d rumble and team kirby clash and 3d rumble is one where like you're on this uh isometric grid essentially and then your goal is to inhale the enemies and like there's like four or five of them walking around yeah. and to like kill them in the most effective, like fewest moves or something like that. It's it's like fewest moves, but also kind of like fastest. Like it wants you to string together combos. Uh, combo. I ne- <laughs> combo. I never really figured out uh, how to do it well. Cause there are also like coins and stuff in them and you get extra uh, points for collecting all the coins and for doing all these like uh, other things um but it's pretty what is here of that of that's kirby clash right i think that's kirby 3d rumble sorry you're you're right kirby 3d rumble um well what's here is pretty limited there's maybe like five or six challenges that you can do uh and on the game menu they are they appear as 3ds game cards so like they knew that they were turning these things into if they hadn't already 
turning them into like separate standalone games. So it's weird to me that this feels like a demo mm. for another product that they're selling. One thing I did like is when you finish the game, you open up Meta Nightmare Returns, which is basically like you play as Meta Knight and it's a, a speed run version. So yeah, the levels are not necessarily edited, but they... They're edited a little. Like yeah, there, there are like parts of them missing. Yeah. yeah, there are parts of them missing and it's one consistent... Thing. like there's no there's no overworld between them exactly yeah. and just, no no bonus levels that i can complain about yeah it all just runs into each other and i messed around with that for a little bit and it is a fun way to experience the game it's a fun way to go through it a second time yeah well and especially like when you're playing as meta knight he doesn't have uh, any copy abilities he just always has his sword um which is kind of a cool way to go through the game anyway right like um, it's a little bit of a bummer that there's no Robobot armor component with uh with Meta Knight, but um yeah it's as as it feels very distinctly like a time waster. Um, I think I will revisit this next time I'm on a plane and I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? Um, for another like hour before this plane lands, like oh yeah, I'll just like mindlessly grind through some Kirby levels as Meta Knight. Yeah. Um, there, uh, there's another, um, there's like a Kirby boss rush. Yeah. Kind the of arena. Thing. Yeah. The arena, um, which you get to pick your, um, your power up first. And then you are just served, uh, boss after boss after boss. And uh, after every single one, there is, uh, you have the option to grab a new power up, but it's randomized. Uh, and, uh, there's like a, a little life. Um, that you can take with you into into the next level. I get we didn't mention this, but uh, when you uh, when you encounter the bandana Waddle D uh, throughout this game, he will throw you uh, a little bit of health that gets like stored in your I don't I don't know where uh, just on on the bottom screen that you can touch to use. Um, but there's no other like the, you can't store a power ups or anything like that. You can only ever store. That one that item. That one of item, yeah. Yeah. I, speaking of like Waddle Dees, what is, I've never understood there's like, Waddle Dees generally are enemies, but there is like the one good Waddle Dee. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think the Bandana Waddle Dee, whose name is Bandana Waddle Dee, is good and is Kirby's friend. He carries a spear. Where's Bandana? <laughs> But the rest of them, I think it's kind of a crapshoot. I think they default to being Kirby's enemy. But uh, if we know nothing about Kirby in the Forgotten Land, nothing else, we know that uh, you are helping to like rebuild a Waddle Dee town. Right. And then also in this game, when the Waddle Dees are in cars, presumably they're just living their lives. Like they are not yeah, that's right. gunning for Kirby. No. They're waiting at the stoplight. Patiently. You could yeah. be standing in the crosswalk <laughs> and if like the light is red, they're going to just like stop and wait for you. Yeah. They like you. Yeah. You could really tempt them. If they were evil, they would probably just gun it, but they don't. I mean, maybe they are evil, but law-abiding. <laughs> ah, yes. That could totally be. Yeah. We also, okay. Another thing we could do. So we have our list of pros, cons of Kirby being our life partner. Right, okay. But also the D&D alignments. Ooh, of yes. <laughs> all of the Kirby, uh, creatures in the Kirby universe. So Waddle D, we're nailing it down right now. Lawful evil. <laughs> they won't break the law. They do want to cause Kirby harm. 
Um, and then, uh, then there is also the uh, the Kir- Kirby Clash. Is that the uh, mm-hmm. the other um, mini game or a sub game? Uh, I didn't mess around with this one at all. Did you? No. Um, I for the most part find the sub games, um, especially these like bigger ones where it's like, you know, they could spin it out into a, another game. I find them to be a little bit. I don't want to deal with them. Um, it feels so separate from the experience I had playing the game. I like the Meta Knight, whatever it's called, um, as just sort of like an add-on mode. But uh, yeah, the the other the other modes, I don't know. They they stress me out. I don't want them. Yeah, this and like you mentioned, this is another one that they spun out into its own game. The premise is kind of cool. So it's uh, it's more like an RPG where up to four players can band together and you're fighting against bosses using copy abilities. Uh, yeah. That, and that's, that's all sort of interesting. Um, but I, I didn't put any time into it. Um, Mark, is there anything else uh, to be said about the uh, extra game modes or just from the experience of playing uh, planet Robobot before we get to, uh, I have a big, I have a story criticism that I want to get to. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so Mark already said that, uh, you know, Susie, the uh, secretary or assistant or whatever uh, of the um, Holtman Enterprises or <laughs> Holtman Industries or whatever it is, um, she, that she lays out that, like, uh, you people on uh, Planet Popstar are not uh, appropriately... Uh, appreciative of the resources that you have access to on this planet. Um, She eventually has this weird anti-heel turn, face turn, I guess. Um, And uh, the President Haltman goes nuts uh, towards the end of this game and is like just shouting at you because he can tell that the writing's on the wall. Kirby's going to defeat him. Um, And he... It's, he is calling Kirby and the, the residents of uh, Planet Popstar savages. Uh, and like there's a moment and uh, they use the word natives a lot to refer to the, the characters on, on Planet Popstar, which like the whole thing was like, oh, this is I, w- I would use different language if, if I were if I were writing this. Um, it just seemed a little bit on the uh, insensitive side uh, to be throwing around savages like that. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I thought the the this whole thing with the Haltman Works Company, yeah, was, just bizarre. It was weird. Um, I pretty much stopped paying attention to the plot. Yeah, by the end because it for me, I was not like super into it, and so I was just jamming through it as fast as I possibly oh, could. That's smart. See, I part. see, I, I I was reading every word, <laughs> hanging on it like my life depended on it. It didn't. Um, uh, Mark, any, any closing thoughts about Kirby Planet Robobot? Would you recommend this game? I would absolutely recommend it. I think it's my favorite Kirby game now. Yeah. I love Planet. Yeah. I've loved playing Planet Robobot. Um, I also really loved playing it. Here's something that, uh, bums me out a little bit. It's $40, which I had a nice weekend with it. Uh, but that's the full price for a 3DS game. And, uh this is the end of the line, right? Like this is what this game is going to cost right up until the moment that you can't buy it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine you can probably find it secondhand, you know, like a GameStop or something uh, used copies of it, but 3ds prices uh, prices for 3ds games have been going kind of crazy 
in the past couple of years. So maybe that's not even true. Maybe digital is the best way to buy it. But if you have an opportunity, I would recommend seeking it out. I feel like it lives up to the reputation that it has. And I really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that statement. Um, Mark, I just uh, went to eBay to see what used copies of Kirby Planet Robobot are selling for. Um, and the low end is forty ninety nine. So wow. the low the low end is, is the price that you would pay That's for it on, on the eShop. The high end is higher than that. Uh like fifty bucks. So like there's not a, a ton of fluctuation, but it is uh yeah, you, you can't get this game cheap. Which look, uh Kirby Blockball is three bucks <laughs> on the three DS. Don't e-shop. make Patrick text you at eight AM on a Saturday. I'll do it. <laughs> Um, all right, Mark. Uh, I uh, we've we've done it. We've discussed Kirby Planet Robobot. Let's close this out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or any place where you can rate, review, or follow us. Uh, if you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things mark what's the strangest place you share a thing hmm like a cork board at the uh at the rec center if i'm feeling really crazy yeah you just like put it up there people learn to play guitar from you or something you take that little slip call your phone number you can follow us on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is at nin cart society we also have a facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. I'm balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>